The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday, September 20th, 2018, season 14, episode number 44. Welcome to a new edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Morgan Studios at the Star. Great show lined up for you guys today. Uh, we're going to get into the Seattle defense. Dave gave us a great report on the Seattle offense yesterday. Today we go to their defense. We'll talk about how it matches up with the Cowboys offense uh, in the upcoming game. This Sunday, Cowboys will take on the Seahawks in Seattle. Um, it is a 325 kickoff, I think it is, um, in uh, local time here in Dallas. Uh, so you make sure you want to want to catch that. How's everybody doing today? Awesome. We're good? good? Yeah. What time is it in, over there in Seattle? It'll be a 125 <gasps> kickoff. You got to wake up early? I know. Oh, man. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, I had that same thing happen yesterday. I was like, oh, yeah. 330, yeah. 3.30 kick, <laughs> first bus won't leave till 1, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then I realized that You'll it's wake up time. at 6.30. Probably, yeah. you'll be like, something's not right. I want to say our bus leaves at like 10.15. But even, well, waking bus. up at 6.30 is not a big deal. Like, I woke up at 7 in Charlotte, but I went and had breakfast, and I relaxed. <laughs> your, your clock and... won't change. It'll be three 3.30 game. It'll You know what I mean? But, like, like, but I'll have less time because for a 1 o'clock game – We'll be on the move by ten. Yeah, but so, your body will think it's noon. But it's not about my body. It's about like, do I have? Can I go work out? Can I wake up sorry, and get some Derek. coffee? Thanks, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, it's fine. It's gotta, fine. How long we gotta do this? You it's guys, fine. Whatever. This is one of those days. Oh, because we never just completely <laughs> go off the rails. We never you just told, you show, just told the fans to make sure and check out the game. I mean, they're gonna be listening to this, but they're gonna. But they the might not. Oh, the game. You yeah. know. But you have to tell them the time. No, not everybody they knows. Know. They not have, everybody somebody knows. has it tattooed. Not everybody. <laughs> it's somebody. Somebody does, has but not everybody knows. tattooed Some people on their need arm. that information. It's twenty. I mean, as long as we're off the rails, let me. Like, <laughs> let's, let's just go in the ditch. As long it's as we're off the rails. It's a pet peeve of mine when people like tweet at me like. What time's the game? What channel is it on? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's 2018, man. You got Suck a phone. You're tweeting me on a phone that gives you the power to look up the answers to all these questions. They just want you to all respond good. to them. I don't know. And all that being said, I still like to give our fans it's fine. a little extra help if they needed to know that. Cool. All right? Fair. All right. Everybody that good now? starting. Everybody good now? Yeah. All right. Good. <laughs> yeah. Now, let's get into it. Also, I want to let you guys know, we're going to try to ease in some phone calls. I know Nick, is, Nick and I got a couple tweets from people like, Asking, or maybe one person, asking for more <laughs> opportunities for questions. So we take that as maybe there are other people out there thinking they'd like to have an opportunity to ask questions. Give us a phone call. You That's can call us anytime. We'd love to get your phone calls. We'd love to integrate you into the show. So if we have a topic that we're talking about and you have a burning opinion on it or have a question about it, call us 888-855-2297. Again, it's 888-855-2297. We'll try to work in. What? Just to be clear, I mean, yeah. if if we jumped at every person that had some kind of request on something, <laughs> we'd all be kicked off the show I a couple know. of times. I know, I know. So, and we just try to accommodate where we can. So yeah, I mean, phone calls are probably phone calls are good. Yeah, we get into our, our show sometimes and we forget about phone calls because we so. just start talking. So let's go. Let's talk about uh, the injury report from yesterday. Um, there were a couple of notable names on there. Malik Collins did not practice with a knee injury. Sean Lee did not practice with a hamstring injury. Xavier Woods was limited with a hamstring. Talk to me about those three guys in particular. 
Well, let's just spin it forward to today. Malik Collins was not at practice. Actually, Malik Collins and Travis Frederick are the only absences from practice today. Uh, Sean Lee does not look like a guy who's going to go through a full practice. He was doing rehab, you know, strength and conditioning rehab, but he was there. He was in uniform. Uh, Randy Gregory was there. Looked good to go. He was full yesterday. He was full impressively uh xavier woods and dayton jones were there which we won't know the extent of it till the report comes out at probably three but it's a good sign for the time being and you know if dayton jones being able to do something could play this week so if malik collins sits down that's your eight guys you know eight linemen active again mm-hmm. um you know obviously you're, you're dropping off if you don't have malik collins to dayton jones but they like him for a reason and he's kind of a similar type player he's a little bit more undersized um but because wasn't he a defensive end yeah he was drafted to be like a three four end i believe oh, okay by that's the, kind of a tackle by yeah. the packers so so are you guys concerned I saw about brian him? price was cut the other day too yeah and i heard I I mean you never know there I think there's interest there they liked him they didn't want to lose him in the first place but they did cut him they well not only did they cut him but they got to make a roster spot for David Irving in two weeks anyway so I wonder how they weigh that like is it worth bringing this guy back if we're trying to get David Irving back on the roster anyway we like great Daniel Ross always kills me when they do that stuff they cut guys that they like you know, well, I mean, like they if you like, like your kitchen table, you don't put ed, it outside. They like everybody. Like they don't. I mean, at least what they say publicly. Yeah. Well, no, I don't. I don't have a hard time believing that they like Brian Price, but is he? You like, just like like him as a person? No, no, like him as a player. But oh. like, there's like, and then there's like, well, no, of course we can't cut. And him. necessary. You can cut a guy you like. I mean, I don't. So I don't know. It's something to watch. They might be interested in bringing him back, but. You know, if Dayton Jones can play, and you got Daniel Ross and Tyrone Crawford, and um, I'm totally spacing on the other guy. Well, oh, but, Andre well, Ant- a, Antoine Woods. Jeez, another wow. tackle that's coming too. Who's that? David Irving. Well, that's what I meant, and that's so. Yeah. If if David Irving can come back, and somebody asked me that yesterday, if he can come back the day after the Tech, um, the Lions game, mm-hmm. that's literally a week and a half from now. Like. Yeah. Maybe you don't bother bringing back a fringe roster guy if you just got to cut him in 10 days anyway. This defense is going to get better in the next couple of weeks. Which is amazing to yeah. say when you start talking about personnel. Now, we always talk about this on the show, too. You just never know what's going to happen between now and then. Some of those, Sometimes those things kind of level off. You know, you, you gain a guy and somebody gets hurt or something like that. I mean, obviously Malik Collins right now is hurt. So right. those things happen. They got two games to play. So uh, we'll see where they are in two weeks when it's time to add David Irving back to the roster. And we'll also see if he's ready to play immediately. He didn't go to training camp at all. So is he ready to even play when he gets back in? The well, room? he has. He, he is able to work out here. Right. And um, you had know, done football things in right. how long? Yeah. And, and you're right. In la- was it last year? Suspended. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, came back, did well, but he was also at training camp. Right. Yeah. So I think he's gonna. I mean, he's he's one of those guys. He's kind of a freak guy. Yeah. More ways than one, and he's he's a good player. He comes out there and he can just play. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. It's, en- on me it's on encouraging that. that he's here. <laughs> I was late, waiting to let you finish. You you had like you kept going. I was that was sure somebody tweeted at us the other day. That was yeah. your line of the of takes the, a freak to take, get a freak. Takes a freak to get a freak. Yeah. They come out at night. They do. Let's go. All right. Um, so they had a couple guys that were full. We talked about those. Kayvon Frazier, Randy Gregory, Dayton Jones, 
and uh, Daniel Ross. Looks like from the injury report, really that the guys to keep an eye on the rest of the week are Malik Collins and Sean Lee. Yes. We would presume that Xavier is going to get even more time as the week goes on, and he should be hopefully ready to go on Sunday. Xavier said uh, on Tuesday, I believe, like he's like, I'm good to go. And you can't, you never want to 100% trust the player's evaluation of it, but. Limited on Wednesday, back at practice Thursday, and he says he's fine. I mean, that's that's trending in the right direction, so I don't worry about him so much. Uh, I hope I'm not worried about Lee. I said that yesterday. Like, missing Wednesday for Sean Lee is not a big deal for me. I mean, Romo didn't practice for, like, three years in a row on Wednesday, it felt like. Um, you just lose the Thanksgiving Day game horribly. Sure. Well, no, I, yeah, no, I mean, it's you. we're for practice. We're <laughs> right. for practice, but... Uh, I'll be curious to see what the injury. If he's a DNP today, then I kind of get worried. If he's yeah. lim- if he's limited today, then it's fine. All right, we're gonna take a uh, an early break here. Uh, Hold we're gonna on. go. Ahead- oh, would you get worried though about Sean Lee if he doesn't practice two days in a row, like a hundred percent, just I mean, completely shut down with a hamstring? With injury? a hamstring, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. yeah, but I'm I'm saying as far as okay. Based on what we've seen now with, let's say, when Sean Lee comes out of the field and what they're able to do compared to last year. I didn't mean worried yeah, that their no, no, defense no, is going to fall apart. I just meant worried that he won't be able to play. But that's one of the things that – and I love Sean Lee, and I'm always, like, uh, wanting to keep him – sorry, Derek. No, no, sorry. Wanting to keep him very safe. But I am feeling so excited and confident about the linebackers right now, especially after seeing them, what they can do with Sean Lee being off the field. And – the way that compared to last year, how it's not really affecting it, where Sean Lee goes out and then the defense goes to hell. There is, I like, I don't know if your, infle- right your inflection saying. there. Was, no, it, it was perfect, actually. Um, there's no doubt that they're better equipped to handle that than they were last year, but I'd still rather have him than not. So, yeah. well, yeah, but uh, uh, what we've seen from him so far, I don't know. He's been off his game lately, and yeah. I don't know what's going on really with him. Well, I, you know, let's not forget that he was off the field the last two drives, you know, of the game, and that's when the Giants kind of started to to move the ball. Yeah. So I, I'm not including saying including the hands team on the uh, onside kick. Uh, he he was out there on the second onside kick, but he was not out there the first one. Yeah, but I mean, we don't have to bring this up for the millionth time, but he didn't have much of a preseason. A little bit of rust, which, oh, oh no, he's rusty. He didn't play. Well, he's still there, and I'd rather have him get reacclimated on the field while he's still making plays than be unavailable. But he's then the right. question becomes, still. then the question becomes, and I always thought that this could be something that could factor in. When you're not practicing as much during the preseason and you're not playing during the preseason, then do you open yourself up to, once you are playing, more injuries, soft tissue injuries like hamstrings? So we it could this. go both ways, right? We can do this for eternity if we want to. My point but. was, it's like, okay, we know Sean Lee prone to injury, blah, blah, blah. My point was, okay, right now I'm not freaking out as I would in the past based on the linebackers that we have. Sean, uh, Jalen Smith playing the way that he is, Layton kind of catching up and playing up to that level as well. So they have that was just four, what I wanted to they get. They have four linebackers playing at a very impressive level, yeah. even without Sean Lee, yeah. which is something that – I don't remember the last time that was you, true. You don't put Joe in that in that. No, uh, he is putting Joe. Yeah. Oh, so who are the yeah. four you mentioned? Damian, I'm sorry. Joe, Damian, Jalen, and then um, probably and um, Layton Vanderesh. Okay, I mean, like 
he's playing well yes, for yes, the right. small sample size he's getting. Right. Right. So, yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, take our break. Let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to get into the Seattle defense. Dave's going to give us a scouting report. We're going to talk a little bit about how they match up between the Cowboys uh, offense and the Seattle defense. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings. You end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. The dual aperture supports F15 mode and F24 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one-of-a-kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. <laughs> so stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking Cowboys and Seahawks. Before we get to Dave's assessment of the Seahawks defense, let's take a phone call. We got a call from George in San Diego. George, what up? Hey, what's going on, guys? For you all? Good morning. Uh, Amber. Hola. Días, <laughs> Gracias. Hola, ¿qué tal? ¿Qué tal? Hey, so just a quick... Uh, just a quick, quick little note here. So I was watching the Seattle game uh, against the uh, the Bears, and I don't know. To me, it just seems like Earl Thomas wasn't really playing that hard. Do you guys think that maybe he's trying to save himself, or <laughs> is that something that you know maybe he was just you know trying to like not put, not play as hard to try to get that trade? Because we know that after this week things might change. And uh, the last thing is um, Dak Prescott. Me, personally, I'm really happy with the way he's playing. And I actually think that um, we will we will see some improvement, you know, throughout the rest of the season. He just seems to always play big and big games. Okay. Thanks for the call. Um, I mean, it's, a, it's your opinion. I mean, I don't, I don't know how anybody can be really happy with how he's playing. I don't think I, the offense is one of the worst in the league. And, um, you know, they, they've become one dimensional a little bit. So I think he, I agree. I think he'll be better. And I don't know about, I don't know. Does he have a track record of playing big in big games? I don't, I don't know. He's 0 one in the playoffs. And 
I, I, I won some big games as a rookie. He, he won some big games. And honestly, one but, of his best games, a game that game in the playoffs, in my opinion. I thought he played really well in that game, personally. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I'm ha- he's seen, I mean. Romo should have played, but, you know, that's my opinion. I'll go back to that. <laughs> and I, it, it's getting stronger by the, by the day. So. Oof. I don't know. I don't, honestly, I don't know if that would have made a difference. And I told this, I think Amber and I were having this conversation one day. I was like, everybody that keeps throwing up Romo, Romo, it's not like Romo didn't have opportunities in the playoffs. This, this wasn't like Romo was, you know, he just, this was the first year he actually got to the playoffs and then it was taken from him. Like he's had opportunities in the playoffs before and they hadn't gotten past a game. And so they've got, he had what, two playoff wins? So, I mean, it's not like, yeah. and, and the fact of the matter is, he was playing the, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the league. So, I mean, it is what it is. Oh, man. But we're back there. I didn't want to go back there. I'm just saying. We could do that. I'm just saying we could go back and, you know, that thing's been kind of buried. But no, no, it it never will be buried. As that continues to play, I mean, you look back and you think about that team and how good that team was and how that team was sort of built for. For Romo well, to be there. What makes you think Romo would have been healthy? Because Romo's back, a better quarterback. No, oh, no, no. Oh, healthy? Yes, but if he would have been, if he'd have brought him back in week eight or nine, whatever that yeah. was, what makes you think by the playoffs he would have been healthy? Because history didn't say he would have been. I, I mean, I, I would have just played him. I would have just played him. Uh, but yeah, whatever. If he gets hurt, you take him out, throw that back in. Nick said That's it's it. Nick said that issue is dead. That issue is wearing we'll like die. it's wearing a Michael Jackson red leather jacket and dancing <laughs> around. Like that is how dead that is. Okay. Uh ironic. Well, he, wait, what? Go ahead. Kinda. He's dead too. <laughs> whatever. Dead. Sorry. In the music video, he's not. He lives it's forever true. in the thriller That's music true. video. He he does live forever. Um sorry. Ironically, off the air, we were like, "Let's just get the call out of the way so we can get into the Seattle stuff." Oops. Sorry. Well, but that that first part will get get us in. Yeah, there. and that's yeah. actually that's what I, I thought. Earl Thomas actually had a hell of no. a play in that game um, that should have been challenged. I mean, I, I nobody but Earl Thomas knows the inner workings of his mind. Maybe he's doing that, but uh, no, I don't think so. He's got eleven tackles and a pick through two games after missing everything in the off season, like not even OTAs. Didn't miss a beat. Um, and I. Pro Football Focus is not the gospel. I get that, but they rank him as the number one safety in the NFL through two, through two weeks. And in, yeah, let's just start it with there. His counterpart, who people don't know, people are so focused on Cam Chancellor that they don't know about Bradley McDougald. He's ranked number three in the league. He's got uh, three. No, he's got two interceptions. He had two picks in the first game against Denver, and he batted the ball up that Shaquille Griffin intercepted the other night so he's got three game-changing plays and that's really is Kayvon Frazier on that list at all I'm, I'm not really laughing I'm not joking but what that. do you mean oh is um, there a list of safeties I mean he because I don't think so because he's got sacks he's got some tackles he's got some plays I don't believe so I would it's guess serious. that his missed tackles probably yeah you probably that, gotta though. get picks to do that because I'm, those I'm guys guessing have, yeah I'm both guessing those guys have matter picks. more but yeah. that's really uh this I'm a lot like the Giants the Seahawks game changers are all in the back not all because they got good they got some good players up front but these safeties are <laughs> these safeties are really special. Uh, Earl Earl Thomas looks like Earl to me. Bradley McDougald is having himself a really nice season. Uh, is he as good as Cam Chancellor? Does he do the same kinds of things as Cam Chancellor? I don't know. I don't. I mean, Cam Chancellor was an amazing player, and yeah. he's 
he's more like he is you always say like all oh, safeties are interchangeable like cam chancellor was a strong safety he was a thumper this right. guy doesn't hit like that but okay. he does the job and he's very instinctive like he can cut in on these plays in the backfield and bring a guy down for three yards instead of letting him get past him for 12 uh he's definitely not afraid to tackle but i don't want to compare anybody to cam i yeah. loved cam chancellor um so that's where this thing starts because honestly outside of frank clark I'm not afraid of the Seahawks pass rush at all. Um, it's it's fine. Jerron Reed, they drafted him out of Alabama to kind of be a space eater. Uh, Quentin Jefferson is your left end. Nazair Jones, I don't think he's related to Nasir Jones of Illmatic fame, but he's there. Um, the rest of this, though, like, again, Frank Clark's a really good player. But outside of that, this looks very familiar to what the Cowboys used to do when they were talent deficient. Like, they brought in Barkevius Mingo, who's a draft bust of all draft busts. He's there. He's not terrible, but it's that classic like, ooh, he's got a lot of talent. Let's see if he can do something for us. We don't have anything uh, better. Yeah. Deion Jordan, the guy from the Dolphins, he's here too for the same reason. He does some stand-up stuff. He plays it in, but he'll stand up like just kind of like, oh, we're kind of talent deficient. Case in point, Michael Kendricks, who – they got him listed at outside linebacker, but isn't he really more of an insider? If you catch my drift, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, wow. I'm sorry. I like it. I thought of that joke yesterday, and I wanted to use it. <laughs> it's good. Um, but yeah, it's it's they're I feel like they're kind of hodgepodging it together. But the thing is, is they've got an elite player at every level of the defense. You got Frank Clark, who's probably going to be Tyron Smith's main assignment. You got Bobby Wagner, who when he's healthy. Look is one of the best middle linebackers in the game. And then you have Earl. I don't want to put McDougal in that category, but your safety play is really great. Obviously, Earl is a Hall of Famer. Shaquille Griffin's pretty good, too. He's the guy to watch. Hall um, of Famer? Earl Thomas? Hell yeah. Hall of Fame? Hell yeah. Right? I, I think so, but I'm biased. He's got six yeah. Pro Bowls. How many all pros? I don't know. Woodson had five and, and he won three Super Bowls on that. I mean, I'm, I, yeah, I, but he was he was a safety. He, we're seeing that with John Lynch. John Lynch is getting a little bit more, I think, love, and he's going to get in, I think, soon because it's not just because it, he's a good safety, but because he was on an all time. Yeah, I mean, defense. he probably will, especially if he if, yeah. if he goes for another team and does well. You know, he will. <laughs> I'm just saying, if he does, if he does, hey, he will go. And this is something Dave, Three pros, Dave does Three not. Three all pros. Thank you. Thank you. Dave doesn't believe in love attraction, but no, yesterday don't. he gave in and put it out to the universe. You did. I did. You did. Yeah. So I say? expect him What to did be I here. say? I don't remember what I said. I said, I'm going to. You're like, you know what? I'm putting it out there. I was like, I don't believe in this crap, but if it helps, then it helps. <laughs> Fine. What, yes. what, what did you decide you're going to do if. It's a, it's your call. I, it's like a cookie or something like yeah, that. I right? said a cookie, but cookie. I think we ought to do something a little more elaborate than that. Oh, he'll a, he'll do something. A like, frosted cookie cake with like an Earl Thomas motif is not I'm creative enough. No, that's like, good. Okay, that's no, good. I, I thought what you were talking about like, some regular no. little. Come get me. Stop. We'll we'll decorate the cake somehow. I think but, come get me with the ET. Do you get. want cookie cake or ice cream cake? Um, let's go with cookie because. You, know, you don't need to refrigerate ice cream cake, or I mean cookie no. cake. And we're going to eat it here on the show. Yeah, so okay. We need it to be just a regular cookie. God, this is getting out of control. Okay. And it's <laughs> my it fault is, for, it is for your the fault. fact that it's and out of control. It it's 100% yeah. your fault. Um, you did well, this. Here, So, I don't know. Honestly, I love Bobby Wagner. He's one of my favorite players um, defensively in the NFL over the last you know 10 or so years. 
I watched him, and he's dealing with an injury. He does not look like the Bobby Wagner I'm used to watching. Uh, he misdiagnosed some plays in Denver. He was not everywhere, which is what you expect from those types of guys. A lot like what Sean Lee has looked like. like yeah. Still better than your average linebacker, but not that just unstoppable force that makes every tackle and diagnoses every play. And that's probably why the Broncos gashed these guys for 146 yards on the ground. Um, I believe they averaged 4.6 yards per carry in that game. Yes, 4.6. Yeah. Now, well, go ahead. Do you think that on the Hawk Hour or whatever they have over there, I think we should do this every week. Yeah, yeah, we should come up with something. Yeah, there. or like Seattle Crew or whatever they call Slang and Seahawks. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Sean Lee does not look like yeah, the Sean Lee. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? They're like saying it. You Zeke, could beat, they're saying Zeke you could doesn't look like guys. Zeke. Like Zeke is not the Zeke he was last year. He doesn't look like that through the first two weeks. Which again, so is what they're saying. The difficult thing is which team, which defense is this? Because in Chicago, they held the Bears to three point two yards per carry. Jordan Howard, nothing, nothing doing. And that was without Wagner and KJ Wright. So that leads you to think like, well, Mitchell Trubisky, not a very trustworthy quarterback, not a passing game that just absolutely terrifies you. And if that's the case, can they shut your running game down? Exactly right. Sounds a lot like the Cowboys. And that's where you would think the Cowboys have to go in this game and be aggressive like they were in the last game and go after their cornerbacks because you don't have Richard Sherman there anymore. So – Go for it. Go at them a little bit. See what you can have happen. Now, of course, you got to deal with the safeties, uh, but I, I still think you got to be aggressive throwing the ball at least early if you want to have a chance of loosening this. Mm, not defense. not our only- weather report. I was looking at that. Sunny, sixty five, high fifty. I can't wait. It's gonna be That's great. Gonna be I'm packing be so a hoodie great. this weekend. It's gonna be awesome. Oh, is it? Are we gonna be wearing the beanie? No, it's not beanie. No, I was about weather. to say we're not gonna wear beanie. Yet. Beanie beanie weather is when it dips below like forty five. 50. Like 30. No. That's well, freezing. no, because I like wearing beanies. Freezing. But, um, yeah, that's freezing. What, 65? Yes. Stop. It Dominican. is. It's going to be nice what? at Seattle. It's going to be so suck, great. Well, Saturday's raining. But. Here's here's the thing, though. What, to your point, Derek, Shaquille Griffin is a very solid cornerback. He can only be in one spot. And the other one is, is up for grabs because Trey Flowers is battling an injury. He hurt himself against Denver. Nico Thorpe and Akeem King are the guys there. They're not anything special, but like neither are these Cowboys wide receivers. So again, who who steps up into that? Yeah. Uh, and the other thing too is the Cowboys have a third safety by the name of Tedrick Thompson, um, who actually played with Cheeto at Colorado, very good player. Who they brought him onto the field because of their depth issues. They played a lot of three safety dime sets like the mm. Cowboys like to do. Yeah. Uh, and he looked really good doing it. So I wonder if they incorporate that into their game plan this week to make up for the cornerback issues. Mm-hmm. Um, all things being equal, this is as beatable as the Seahawks have looked on defense in a while. They're 20th overall. They're 19th against the pass. They're giving up 254 yards per game. And that's so that's Case Keenum. And uh, Trubisky, which you'd like to think Dak is not a huge step down from that, right? Um, I know Case Keenum had a great year with the Vikings. I don't believe in him as like this otherworldly quarterback. He threw three picks in that game against the. He does have better 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 receivers, I would think. Absolutely. Oh, Emmanuel Emmanuel Sanders did whatever he wanted to against the Seahawks on in Week One, and that that's a really good point. They're also. I think Chicago's more akin to the Cowboys from the standpoint of the quarterback and the receivers. They're giving up 116 against the run, which is 23rd. 
So, I don't know. I think this is a better defense than the stats say through two weeks. I think, you know, there's still guys on here that are used to winning. Earl is a difference maker. Bobby Wagner, I assume he's going to keep getting healthy and he'll look like himself at some point. Frank Clark is probably going to sign a big-time money deal one of these days, if I had to guess. So, it would be a mistake to take these guys lightly. But I'm interested to see, like, again, are they played the run really well against Chicago. Can the Cowboys run the ball if Seattle's committed to taking it away? They did all right against the Giants, but they weren't amazing. Um, but I think, as is always going to be the case, that's going to be the storyline, is can the Cowboys impose their will? I'm... I lean toward thinking they can, to be honest with you, at least to some degree. Like, I think that they can finish this game with their highest rushing total. That's not that high of a... Well... Well, they've run against this defense when it was better. So, yeah. so they can... they can. Seattle is not a place where Dallas has been intimidated to run the ball since Zeke has been here. So, or playing that team, they've That's, not been intimidated to run the ball. It's right. a thing. I, I can't Frederick. quite... Huh? Yeah, Frederick. no. And that thank you. That's the perfect segue because I struggle with this. And I actually like I tried to ask people all day yesterday on the record and off is Wagner's the type of linebacker that kills you if you can't get to him. And that's what Travis Frederick was always so good at. And he was like he was never late to his second level block. He could wash that guy out of the play. They could not do it to Keekly and it killed them. Can they do it to Wagner? But on the flip side, I don't think Wagner looked amazing in week one. So maybe he won't be on the screws as much as he usually is. That's that's something to watch. I think if they can handle Bobby Wagner, I think they'll run the ball like gangbusters, honestly. And if they can't, it might be tough. So Joe Looney, this is your week. Joe Looney. See what you can do. Connor Williams and Zach Martin, obviously, but I'm not worried about him. Yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah. All right, we're going to take our final break. Come back. We're going to get some calls. Give us a call, 888-855-2297. Again, it is 888-855. 855-2297. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. 
That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Nick, take it away. Here's the deal. This is what Tommy John's going to do for you. I mean, if you suffer a wedgie, nope. they get, they're going to give you their, your money back. If you wear their product, their underwear, and you have a wedgie, they're going to give you your money back. Guaranteed. That's just hmm. as simple as it gets right ask there. That's what, they're, that's what they – yeah, ask it. How do they prove, how they prove that? Yeah, yeah I, I, don't, I don't really know, actually. I'm not sure – how they they, they do that? Or, you know, you have a car accident and then you call your insurance company and they inspect. I, and yeah, I, I'm not 100 percent no. sure they're gonna. I think they're just gonna take your word for it. All right. Yeah, I don't think they have like a, you know, it's cra- awesome crack reporter or anything that's gonna figure this out. Oh they're just gonna God. figure it out. Tomjohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Go. <laughs> Derek didn't get that at first. I did. It took me a second, but it's hilarious. That's good. Okay. All right. Let's get back into this. We uh, we're taking phone calls. 888-855-2297. Again. 888-855. 2297, we got a call from TC. You just have Real quick, just one last thing. I might have touched on it, but this team doesn't get sacks, but they do get takeaways. Three sacks in two games, not great. Five takeaways in two games, pretty good. Ton. So, anyway. That is. I just, I just broke down a play yesterday. Well, I'm posting it today, but it, Errol Thomas, of course. And, I mean, his instincts are amazing. And that was an interception that he got. I forgot what game, but... The way that he reacts, and that's that kind of that is pretty scary when you talk about Dak Prescott and his passes, how he throws those. Just having Earl back there and being able to have good instincts and good hands, I mean, that could be a really big problem. I for wonder. The I wonder what Dak's trigger finger is going to look like with those two safeties back there. You know, we we said he was hesitant on in week one. Can't oh. can't imagine he's going to be just firing the ball off. How far are they back there? That's the yeah. key. That's what sure. running the ball is going to do. And the other point to that is, I don't I don't think they're going to be playing too deep, right? They're going to that one guy's still going to have to patrol both sides. So yeah. if you can create enough op, enough stuff on both sides to where he can't make a decision until the last second, then that helps you a lot because they're going to have that eighth guy in the box. There's no doubt about it. Every week the Cowboys are going to see that there will be a, an extra safety in the box or a safety in the box. Um, okay, so let's get a phone call. We got a call from TC in DC. TC, what up? Man, Derek, I don't even have to look at the analytics on this show because when you, you and Nick used to be in a hall closet, I could call whatever I want to. Crazy <laughs> you do, these days. Yeah, it gets uh, kind of tough, to man. Yeah, man. I mean, that's, that's just kudos to you guys. This is all, obviously means Appreciate you guys it. are doing a great job. Appreciate I'll make it quick. I've, I've been watching a lot of film on deck or watching the last couple of games, and if, maybe you guys can elaborate on this. I think that Dak plays his best football, really, when he stays in the pocket. And I know we've been talking about him running and being able to throw on the run. And really, I feel like that's been out of necessity. But some of the best throws he made last week um, and in previous games has been when he's been in the pocket, he could trust it. And really, that's when he's been able to throw the ball downfield. So I wanted to see if you guys saw the same thing, because I've been watching a lot of that. And it seems like when he escapes, we get all this credit for him throwing throwing on the run, and that's great. But I've seen some of his better throws have been the ones where he stays in the pocket, makes his drops, makes his reads, and throws the football. And I think if he stays in the pocket this game, our receivers are going to look a whole lot better because that means he's not taking the side of the field away from himself. And I'll hang up and listen, guys. Take care. All right. Thanks for the call. 
That's a tough one. I, I understand your point. The th- I mean, I, I think we, we, we think because he runs the ball well that he throws the ball well when he's running. And, and, and I don't know I, I don't know if that's always the case. But, yeah, he's probably making better throws when he stands there. That's, that's why they teach good you know, footwork and, and mechanics. But I don't know. It, I think you saw the difference there. He's got to be able to run the ball and be a guy that, that can move like that. And and typically when he has is keeping the ball, there's there's really no throw option there. It's just the guy's blocking and he's running and he's got 15, 20 yards. So well, I think those are two different conversations though, because I I I mean he is remarkably accurate on the run. I remember you know the play he diagrammed for us in the off season with Terrence, where he ran right up to the line of scrimmage and got it to him, or even training camp. You know we there was so much angst about his downfield ball. And when he would throw it well, it almost always seems like he was rolling out and would just fire something off. But I think there's a point to that, too, that he like he he's more accurate than he gets credit for from the pocket. A lot of times, I think, like, you know, again, the first throw of the game to Hearns on the slant, which it wasn't well defended, but it was right where it needed to be. The Deontay Thompson throw. And he did it all through his rookie year. Like he can make those throws. My thing, like what happens that messes him up though like is it when he's not comfortable with his pocket does he have to feel completely confident in his protection what is it exactly because we all know he can look terrible too um i don't have a great answer for that i don't know if if this um if this is right or wrong i don't know but going back to that and we've seen plenty of times where he has stayed in the pocket for a while and it gets to a point where okay it's too late and whatever play you make it's not good but I think that maybe he right now he's just needing that extra time to think and make the play. And when he runs with the ball and throws it, I feel that going back to that confidence level is just keeping him in movement and just not having him still there and just overthinking. I think that as soon as he starts running, and fr- from what I've seen so far, this is what I imagine. He runs and he keeps him active and he still has time to think and then make that throw. When he just sits there, he's just overthinking too much, in my opinion. And then that's when he makes the throw, and usually it doesn't turn out good. Well, well, you can't also underestimate the power of his ability to give receivers more time, and and that that happens when he gets outside the pocket. So you were talking about it yesterday, talking about um, the flip side with, with Russell Wilson. Like when he moves around, those receivers now have, instead of four seconds – or two seconds, whatever it might be. Now they've got nine seconds or whatever the amount of time is. It it gives you infinite. I mean, a lot more time for a receiver to get open, and it's much harder for a defender when things break down to be able to keep up with a guy, or especially if you're playing zone to kind of know where everybody is. And so I think that's a part of it as well, is that for a guy like Dak, let's assume for a second you don't think he's the most accurate passer. Well, if you can create opportunities for yourself to give your receivers more time and things start to break down to where now they can move around a little more freely and try to find open spots, then it gives him a cleaner uh, look. It gives him a, a bigger window to be able to find that guy and be able to get the ball to him without all the trash of the offensive and defensive line in front of him. So I think all those things matter. Um, and I just think personally, he is a better quarterback when he's dynamic. So give me a little bit of all of it. I think there's sometimes I want to see him in the pocket. I think there's sometimes I want to see him rolling out. I think there's sometimes I want to see him running. He's just better when he's dynamic. He's much better than he is at just doing one of those things exclusively. I completely agree. I just I just wonder what it is that 
causes his inconsistency. Like, is, is he thinking too much? Does he not trust his protect, protection? Could he be his inex- inexperience? Maybe, but that doesn't hold a lot of water when you've started like 30... Three years 30, now. Yeah, 35 yeah, but, games. But I, I think that, again, we're at the beginning of his third year. I think quarterbacks... Uh, I was saying this to, to Brian the other day. Is when did Romo start? Like he wasn't playing at this point in his career, so I think it just takes getting reps. Uh, no, but my point is he was getting reps in practice, so they were seeing him in practice and didn't think he was ready. But my point is, I think yeah, that but how many reps does a third or second string quarterback get in an all fair regular season practice? All like fair five? regular season, all fair. But my point still is. I think it just takes some quarterbacks longer. We forget he was a fourth-round pick. This was not a guy that was coming in NFL-ready. No. He wasn't. I don't forget that because I'm the first to say, like, I don't expect him to be Rodgers. But, you know, the throw to the throw to Gallup in Carolina, like, I I, I can't get over that. Like, that's, just, that. that's a throw that, that any throw. starter in the NFL has got to make. He's not an accurate—I mean, he accuracy is not his best thing. We know that. That's why he's a fourth-round pick right there because he is not the most accurate quarterback out there. He's just not now. He he keeps he he. I don't know if he trusts his arm all the time too. He just got some some throws down the field that he doesn't always take. He's got to be open. He's playing it safe. He doesn't want to throw a lot of interceptions, and he doesn't. He protects the ball. He keeps it short. They move. They can run. But I mean, I think we've I've said this a thousand times. You don't. He's not going to Hawaii and winning the 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 passing contest. You know, he, that's not his thing. No, definitely but, not. But that's okay. I mean, you can still win that way. Right. So like, I think to answer. My my answer to your question of what happens, I just think that he, it's got to be perfect for him. He's not going to take chances. It's drilled in his head not to throw interceptions, and and sometimes that's why he's overthrowing deep. He's overthrowing out of the back of the end zone because he's not going to do that, especially down in the red zone. And that's okay. That's, okay. that's okay. Yeah, it, it, it's okay. It's okay for now. For now. Yeah. And I, that's the other point. I mean, I guess that's the point of what I'm saying is that I think right now we have to remember where he is in his development. And right. he, that doesn't mean he can't someday be a really accurate passer. He's not there right now. No, we know that. But, but that doesn't mean he can't be at some point. At some point in your passing game, I think that they're going to realize that you have to have an elite player in your passing game. Whether or not you have you, you know, just a pretty good quarterback and then pretty good receivers, I don't think that's going to get it done. Oh, I, see what you're I think you need to have one of those. You has need to, be to give great. him. Yeah, if Aaron Rodgers is going to have average receivers, that's fine. And and not average, but I mean, he makes them good. Tom Brady, the same thing. But if you're going to have the flip side of that, and Eli's gone down in his career a little bit, uh, you got a guy like Odell Beckham. So you're going to have to give him if he's the quarterback. I think you need to have some elite players in there. Yeah, that makes sense. I like that. You know, I do wonder. <laughs> I wonder talking about Russell Wilson this week. I wonder. At this point, when Russell, because Russell started playing from the beginning, I wonder if at the beginning of his third year, were you seeing the same player as Dak or were you seeing a different player? And I don't know that, but I, I wonder. He's definitely gotten much better. He's gotten he's gotten I mean, a ton better than what he was his early in his career, but I don't know at what point he made well, that ascension to where it literally started where you go in to play them and you knew he, he could beat you with his arm. Give I, don't, me, I don't know when that transition happened. Yeah. Give me the week off from all my other duties and You'll I'll figure it out. go watch tape. This would have been Wilson. the week to do it. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. I can't fit it into my schedule. I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry. Hey, okay. Give him credit because you look at other guys that have come in and, and they're more athletic, mobile quarterbacks. They kind of took the league by storm and, and the, the defensive coordinators caught up. They, they definitely caught up to, to RG3. They caught up to Kaepernick, in, you know, in a way, and I think that they've kind of caught up with Dak. But Russell Wilson went an, another another level, and yeah. now he he improved his game and his passing to the point where 
You know, he, he's he's not, one of the best in the league now. He really is. Yeah. He really is. And I remember his very first pass. I remember the game he played them up there, and his very first pass, I was like, this guy's going to beat you? This guy can't beat you. <laughs> this guy. I mean, it was it was like – Didn't Seattle win that game by they, 20 points? But yeah. his his very first throw, I yeah. thought, hit a cloud. It was just like, this Did is the not – the cloud come down? I think it was our – Yeah, it, it started raining yeah. right then and there. Yeah. Just like that. I remember being oh. – Really embarrassed good, that my guy Matt Flynn lost the starter job to Russell that year because I was like, a third round pick? Come on. I didn't know he was going to be. Where is he now? Matt Flynn, he's out of football. Yeah. He went at, was he out after uh, two years after that? He's been like, out. I know he jumped around to another team. He somewhere. went back to Green Bay yeah. and made a little more money. And then and it was he, like, I'm good. Hey, nobody's he made, made a ton Nobody's of money. made more money off less starts <laughs> right. in the history of the NFL. That's the way he to do it. Is that right? Is it Tim? Money. <laughs> What's that? Is it him for sure? That's I don't answer. know if it's for sure, if but he made him, a lot of money off Kevin Cobb. Both of yeah, them. That's another yeah, one. Yeah, those guys. He made a ton of money. All right. We appreciate you joining us. We're back tomorrow. We will uh, give you guys, get you guys ready for the game. We'll tell you what we expect to happen. And we'll give you our picks for the game. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!